Good evening, Covenant. I want to invite the children to come up on stage. If you're pre-K to fourth grade, come run up here, and a lot of you know what you're doing already. Grab a, an X on the stage and sit down, and sit down with, if you can, with like your brother or sister. And this evening, rather than it be Miss Christie or Mr. Dan or Miss Lauren or Ananda, any of these, you get me, right? You get the second string, not the first string. That's what you get tonight. You know, it's good to see you guys. Are you guys ready for Christmas? You ready? Yeah? Yeah? What's that? And your birthday. Okay, so you get those double gifts, right? That's awesome. Okay, quick question right off the bat. I'm going to count to three, and when I say three, I want you to tell me the gift that you hope to get the most out of everything else that you've asked for, okay? Okay, you understand the question? I want you to tell me the gift that you hope to get the most. One, two, three. Pokemon. That was smart. By waiting to the end, mom and dad definitely heard Pokemon. That was good, that's awesome. So, well, I hope to see, you know, Christmas is one of those times when you get a lot of good things, isn't it? Good gifts and good food. I mean, I think I've been cooking all week already, and I got a bunch more cooking to do, and it's just a great time of year. Even in a year like we've had with COVID and everything else going on, Christmas is just a good time. It's a time when we get good news, isn't it? And, you know, a few moments ago, Kaylee read the Christmas story for us. Kaylee did a great job, by the way, and she was nervous before church, she came and said, how do you do it and not get afraid and all that? And uh, so you did a great job. But you know, in that first Christmas, those shepherds sitting out there in the middle of the field, in the middle of the night, you know, with the really exciting job of watching sheep, right? You know, at first, their experience with Christmas was not too nice, was it? I mean, imagine for just a moment, if you were out in that field and out of nowhere, I mean, here you are, you're minding your business, you're watching sheep eat and go to the bathroom and sleep, you know, all that kind of stuff. You're sitting around the fire with your friends and you're talking and carrying on. And then all of a sudden out come these massive angels. I mean, bright, angelic beings. I mean, you know, what was the word? I think the word that you read for us, Kaylee, they were, were they happy? No, what were they? Terrified. Yeah, they were terrified. I can imagine they, were being, they would be terrified. And you know why we know that they were terrified? Because the first thing the angel said to them is, do not be afraid. I bring you good news with great joy. He said, don't be afraid. I know we're scary looking, but don't be afraid of us because I have come to tell you the most exciting thing ever the best news ever. Now, why do you think this made, the news that they were gonna be bringing, why it was the best news ever? Well, they say right there, and the Bible tells us, these angels said, I'm bringing you this good news because it's for all the people. The reason why this good news, even this great news, we gotta say it was great news. The reason why it was great was because it included everybody. 
Regardless of how we're born and where we're born, regardless of whether we're rich or poor or smart or not as smart, whether our skin color is white or brown or black or some other color, right? Whether we're born in the United States or we're born in the country around the world, this news is for everybody regardless of our station in life. And that was awesome for these shepherds because you know what? Back in that day, boys and girls, shepherds, they were like looked down on by everybody else. They were down here, you know? I mean, they weren't like the banker or the lawyer or the government leader or the athlete or the pastor, right? (laughs) No, (laughs) just slide that in there, Um, right? They were down at the bottom of the food chain. In fact, they were, they were viewed as being some of the dirtiest people in the country. Their job was considered so unclean that these men, if they wanted to go to the temple and worship God, they couldn't just walk in and worship God. They had to be ceremonially clean because they were considered dirty and defiled by these sheep. Because sheep are dirty, okay? Do any of you have an older brother? Any of you got a teenager? Okay. What does your brother's bedroom smell like? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay, I want you to imagine how bad your older brother's bedroom smells and magnify that like 50 times, okay? That's what sheep smell like, okay? Because they're wet and they're full of wool and they just are dirty, nasty animals and they smell like rancid, soaking, you know, wool, just to kind of like your brother's bedroom, okay? Except worse, yeah. And so these guys were dirty. But this was good news because now they're included in this story. And then he goes on and he tells us another reason why it's great news. Today, in the town of Bethlehem, uh, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Another reason why it's great news is because of this message that he's telling us. You know, those angels, they remind us of something. Look up here at me, okay? These angels remind me of something, remind all of us of something. In this message, this announcement, they say we all need a Savior. You know why we need a Savior, right? Because every one of us is a sinner. Uh, let's do an experiment real fast, okay? I want you to hold your, your hand right up here. like make a fist and put it up against your tummy, okay? Some of us have more tummy than others to do that with, okay? Now, I'm, I want you to, I don't want, because so no, I'm going to ask you a question. I want your parents to see your answer, okay? So I want you to kind of like put your hand over your hand like that. And if, when I ask you a question, if the answer is yes, okay, I want you to give me a thumbs up, but kind of hide it because I don't want the person next to you to see it. And I don't, definitely don't want your mom and dad to see it, okay? You understand what I'm saying? All right, so put your, put your hand up. Okay, here's the question. You ready? How many of you, boys and girls, have ever told a lie to your parents? Okay. Don't let them see it. I, I, I can't see. Raise your hand a little bit. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good job hiding that one, honey. Yeah, good job. Okay. No, don't put your hand up. Don't want, us, don't want your parents to see your hand go up. Okay. All right. Make a fist again. All right. Let's do it again. another question. How many of you have ever not done and disobeyed your mom and dad. You didn't do what they told you to do. If you disobeyed your mom and dad ever, I want you to give me a thumbs up. Give me a thumbs up if you've ever disobeyed your mom and dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. You know what? Every one of those things are called what? What is that called? Sin, okay? In fact, I was doing some math. I thought about it the other day. 
Um, I am, anybody want to guess how old I am? How did you know? Okay, yeah, okay, all right, let's just move on. All right, so, good job, all right. So, but you're supposed to say, but you only look 40, Pastor Jerry. So, no, anyway, oh, I do look 50, thanks, okay, right. So, hey, let's think about it for a second. If you, let's just say I've been alive for 55 years, almost 55 years, and I sin three times a day, every day of my life, which if you ask my wife, she'll tell you I blow through three by breakfast time some ways, right? But let's just pretend it's three times that I sin a day. That is roughly 1,100 sins a year times 55 years. Oh, I'm I'm closing in on like 60,000 sins if I only sin three times a day. And the truth is, children, I, you know, a lot of times we sin more than three times a day, don't we? Now, now let me ask you another question. If, if I, let's say I was driving my car, and not that this ever happens to me, but I got pulled over for speeding, right? Yeah, okay, all right. But, but if I got pulled over 60,000 times for breaking the law and speeding, what do you think the police would do to me? Yeah, exactly. They'd throw me in jail, right? I mean, you can't call me a law-abiding citizen if I have been arrested, if I have gotten 60,000 tickets, right? No, it's not true, okay? Um, Yeah. But think about that from a sin perspective. If I've sinned 60,000 times, and some of you, you're like 10 years old, right? Some of you are 10. Okay, so that 10 tomorrow, congratulations, that's about 11,000 sins already. You're racking up there, kiddo. Okay? So we, there's no way, boys and girls, there's no way any of us can say that we're good. We need a, okay, look at me. We need a savior. And that's what this news is all about. We are all born sinners. And even at the very best that we do, we sin. And so the good news of Christmas is that in the city of David, a Savior has been born. And not just any Savior, it's God who takes on flesh and he lives the life, the perfect life. He doesn't have one sin, not one. The entire time he's alive, he lives the way we're supposed to live. This is why it's great news, because God has come to save us from those 60,000, or maybe hopefully I live to 80 and I break 100. Probably already have broke 100, to be honest with you, okay? I wish it wasn't so true, but that's the way it is. And that's why we need a savior. This will be assigned to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger, and suddenly a great company. Now think about this, you're the, you're the, you're the, uh, you're the shepherd, and you're sitting there, and there's all these scary angels, and they're bright, and they're huge, and now more than one or two, now there's a heavenly, you can't even count all the angels who are coming around, and they're singing, and they're saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. Children, this is why the good news is actually even great news because of what it actually does for us, for how effective it is. It makes peace between us and God. You know, our sin breaks our relationship with God. Our sin, the Bible tells us, means that we're actually at war with God. That's the way we're born. And so we need somebody to make peace 
between us and God. And this is what Jesus does. But you know, if you think about it, children, not just do we need peace between us and God, we need peace on our planet, our planet. We have wars and we have all kinds of horrible things that happen and you hear about it, you see about it. The reason why we have things like COVID right now in this world and diseases is because sin has broken this world. And this creation that God made so beautiful and perfect has been messed up by sin. And this is what the gospel, this is what Jesus does. He makes peace. And one final thing I want to tell you here, the reason why it's great news. These, these shepherds, they hear this. They go to Bethlehem and they see that exactly what the angels said was true, right? There's Jesus in the manger. There's Mary, there's Joseph, there's the animals. It's all there. They, they just can't believe it. And so they leave that place and they begin to tell everybody what they see. And everybody's amazed by it. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. Imagine you're told this great news, the great news. Go to Bethlehem. You're going to see your Savior. What if those shepherds had just said, hey, Bill, do you really want to go to Bethlehem and see God in the flesh or wouldn't it be more fun just to stay here and watch these sheep sleep? Maybe we should do that instead. Do you think that they even talked about that or did they jump up and run to Bethlehem? What do you think they did? Yeah, they jumped up and ran, right? They acted on what they heard. Children, here's the point. It doesn't do you any good to hear from me and from your teachers and from your parents that we sin, that we, even, that we need a savior, and that we have a savior if we don't act on that. The shepherds, they acted on what they heard. And we need to act on what we hear about the good news of Christ. And what that means is that we commit our lives to Christ. We admit to Christ, yeah, I am a sinner. I hate it that I sin. I don't want to, and I need a savior. And would you save me? You have to act on that. I hope each of you have acted on that and that you have committed your life to Christ. And if you haven't, and what I want you to do is I want you to begin to pray. I want you to begin to pray and ask God to give you a heart that loves Jesus, okay? Make that part of your bedtime prayers. God, would you give me a heart that loves Jesus? And in time, what you'll find is you'll act on that good news. Let me pray for you and then let you send you back. Father, we thank you for these children. Lord, what a delight they are. Lord, thank you for giving me the privilege of of having watched them be born into this world and to baptize many of them and to be there with their parents. And uh, God, you know how much we love our boys and girls in our church. Lord, I ask that you would continue that work of redemption in their heart, that baptism that they received that didn't save them, but points them to their need for salvation. Lord, would you bring each of these boys and girls to a point in their life where they understand that their need for a savior because they too, like Pastor Jerry, they sin. And that sin breaks their relationship with you. Would you give them that heart that loves Jesus, I pray. Make this the best Christmas ever. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.